Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So we want to celebrate Jesus today. And last week we started a short series called Christmas Cheer. And so we're just going to conclude it this week. If you didn't, if you went with us last week, you can always catch up on our social media. It's on Facebook and uh, YouTube. You can subscribe there and see what happened. But today we're going to talk about Christmas cheer. And that's the season, right? So last week we talked about how God is light and how his light can lead us through the dark times and seasons of our life, even though we might face difficult times ahead. And sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to Christmas, a lot of people look around and say we should be happy, and there's lots of people going around pretending to be happy, but sometimes Christmas is also the most depressing time of the year for a lot of people because it highlights loneliness, it highlights the inadequacy of life when you feel like, you know, people are having a good time and you're not. So it's really important for us, especially as Christ followers, that we engage with people around us, that we do become the light that Jesus asked us to. So we're called to live as lights in this world. And so today I want to talk to you about the joy of Jesus. The joy of Jesus. How can we experience true joy? True joy is not something that you can just get. It doesn't happen based on your mood. It doesn't happen based on where you are. You know, and when we live, when we get to that stage where we live in the light of God's love, we can actually experience joy. As Christ followers, we have a unique gift that comes from our connection to Jesus. As Christ followers have a unique gift that comes from their connection with Jesus. We have a joy inside of us that comes from our relationship. A joy that can be stolen away, that can be removed, that can be destroyed, that can be taken away from us. And it's not that we don't have problems. It's not that we don't have issues. It's not that we don't face the reality of depression or the ups and downs of our seasons in life. We're not immune from pain. We're not immune from sorrow or heartache. None of those things are ex accepted or taken away from our life. Yet, as Christ followers in all of these circumstances, we can still experience true joy. One of the most difficult seasons in my life, or the difficult times in my life, was when my grandmother passed away. And that brought me tremendous pain. It felt like my heart was literally stabbed because this was a woman I loved and respected and spent a lot of time with, you know, and we had a real great connection. That was one of the most difficult times and painful times of my life. But yet, in the middle of that pain, I could still have joy. Sometimes people say, how can you be joyful when you're at a moment of deep pain? But the reality is that joy is not happiness. It's a totally different thing because happiness is based on our mood. You can be happy one moment, you can be 
thrilled at something, you got a gift you're happy about, you can get a new TV you're happy about, but a month down the road, that gift is not so amusing anymore. That TV has lost its thrill, and your mood could be different. You could be happy one moment, and you could be depressed the next moment, because joy is not happiness. Happiness is based on our mood. And so, if I had to describe joy, I would say joy is not a feeling. Joy is a state of being. Because joy does not come from material things. It does not come from what you possess, your status, or the power you have, or your standing in life, or your financial outlook in life, or wealth or influence. That's not where you get joy from. Joy actually comes from our connection to Christ. In fact, Jesus, who we celebrate this season, spoke a lot about how we can possess and have true joy. One day, Jesus was with his followers, and he gives them this vivid image of what joy actually is. And at the time when Jesus was walking this planet and walking this earth, he would go around with his disciples, and they would wander from town to town as Jesus went on his mission to declare who God was to a generation that had somehow disconnected from a loving relationship with a loving God. And so Jesus went to display what love really was. And he used to speak about it to so many people, the people that he would met in towns and sermons and talk about them in small gatherings and large gatherings. And as he would journey with his disciples through this wilderness and through the vineyards as he was talking, he shared with them a description of what true joy is. And he starts about talking about what he saw. And as they walked through the vines and the vineyards, Jesus used that literal example to give a deeper understanding of what joy is. And so Jesus starts by saying this. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. As he's walking through the vineyard and they can see these grapes and these vines. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And then he says this, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's quite an impactful statement. Because it necessitates our dependence on him. Because he's saying, if you are in me and I am in you, you will flourish. But if you are not, you can't do anything. Now, some of us self-independent people will say, what do you mean, Jesus? Are you saying that I can't function in life? I can't do things? And that's not what he's saying. He's saying you won't actually live life to the extent that you were destined to because you don't experience the true fullness of life. You can function and walk around and do things, but that does not mean that you are truly living. Because life is more than just nourishment, food, job, and financial outlook. Life is beyond that. And so he begins by telling them how essential it is to remain connected to him. And I remind you, they're in the middle of a vineyard and they're looking at the vines that bear these delicious grapes. See, so often in our lives, we get overwhelmed by all the cares of this world. 
our problems at work, our, our relationship issues, our struggles with kids and, and family issues and financial woes and all the things that actually come into our life that pull us away and dilute our connection with who Jesus is. And our attention is pulled in so many different directions that we're not actually connected the way we should be connected and our heart gets overwhelmed with problems and issues of this world and our connection to the source of life is throttled. Instead of being a free-flowing river, it trickles down sometimes to a little stream. And Jesus is saying when we're not connected we actually wither up. When we're not connected to him, there's no nourishment that comes. And again, I remind you, he's talking to them in the middle of the vineyard and they're watching and they're looking at these vines and grapes. And then Jesus continues and he says this, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Why? The reality is that a branch disconnected from a tree cannot survive. And that's what Jesus is saying. We wither and die because there's no longer any nourishment or life force or life that flows from the vine into the branch. It can't produce anything. And then the branch that does not produce anything is worthless. And the, the farmer, the gardener, he prunes the dead branches and he throws them away. They're good for nothing. And Jesus says, a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, independent of the tree, or produce anything unless it's connected to the vine. It can't produce anything. It's vital for us to experience true joy to be connected to the vine. So Jesus says now, he says this, He's talking about this and he brings this and reminds them again. He says, because I am the vine and you are the branches. A branch cannot produce fruit by itself. A branch doesn't have to think about producing fruit. A branch doesn't go along trying to produce fruit. A branch naturally produces fruit when it's connected to the vine. Because the source of life comes from the tree or the vine. And therefore, fruit is produced. Then he brings us all to a culmination and he says this, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And I ask you to pay attention carefully to the words that Jesus just said. He said, I've told you this being your necessity to be connected to the vine. I've told you this information. I've given you this fact. I've illustrated this image for you. I've given you this analogy so you can clearly understand the importance of your connection to the vine. Because if you're not connected, you wither and die. And you might exist, but you don't have life. You're not produce anything. I've told you this so you can experience joy. But he doesn't just say joy, does he? He says, 
my joy. My joy may be in you, and then your joy will be complete. Essentially, what Jesus is saying is, you cannot have my joy without my life. Abide in me, and let me abide in you. Stay in me, and I will stay in you. And my joy will naturally flow to you, because you're connected to me. And the essence of who I am flows into who you will become. A healthy life is a thing of joy and beauty. A life undivided from the source of nourishment. The branch cannot live without being connected to the tree. So our joy flows from our connection to the true vine. And that is the source of true joy. Because joy is not a feeling, it's being connected to who Jesus is. And because of our connection to who Jesus is, we can still experience sorrow and have joy. You can still experience pain and still be in a state of joy. Because joy is not a feeling, it comes from who Christ is. So Jesus says, I'm the vine. And therefore, I undertake all and provide for all. I ask nothing of the branches, but all I ask is that you remain connected to me because who I am flows into who you are. I engage to make the tree, keep the branch functioning the way it ought to be. Thus, this joy comes not from any act you do, not from any role you play, not from any task you do, it comes purely because of your connection to the vine. And so Jesus says, that's why my joy may be in you. My joy may become yours. We are to have Christ's own joy in us. And what is Christ's joy ultimately? There's no joy like love. There's no joy but love. Jesus has spoken out of the Father's love and his own abiding in it and his having loved us and that we love him and there's joy that comes from this ongoing relationship. It is this joy he wants us to share, the joy of being loved by a heavenly Father and a gracious God, a good God, and the joy in our hearts and then our joy being spread to those around us by us living for those around us and serving and loving them. This is just the joy of being branches, abiding in his love and giving up ourselves in love to bear fruit for others. That is the reason. Let us accept, therefore, his life because it was a sacrifice given for us. He gives it in us and he feeds us and nourishes us through being the vine. And when he nourishes us, his joy will be our joy. His joy of abiding in his love, the joy of loving like him, of loving like him becomes our joy. So let us this Christmas have true cheer. A true cheer comes from having an ongoing relationship with a gracious and loving God.
a God that is not distant, a God that is not looking down upon us to judge us, but a God who loves us tremendously. I want to leave with you this morning three ways to experience his joy this Christmas. Number one, don't be fearful of God. People think that we have to live in fear of God, that he is up there looking down, waiting till you do something wrong so he can point it out and send a lightning bolt and strike you down. He's just waiting for you to mess up. He's just waiting for us to make an issue and say, "Uh uh-huh, look, I'm going to judge you. But that's not who he is. We don't have to fear God because he is a God of love and light. And he cares about who we are and what we do. You don't have to fear the coming of Jesus because the joy that comes with Jesus is freely available to everyone and freely given to anyone who desires to be connected to the source. Last week, I mentioned to you about these shepherds that were out in the wilderness waiting for something to happen. They were out there because they were doing a task. They were looking after the sheep, and they weren't really loved and welcomed by society. It was cold out there, but suddenly in the dead of night, there was this massive flash of light, and angels appeared. The scriptures tell us, one of the writers, Luke, says this, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were deadly afraid. Sometimes in our life, we are terrified, we're afraid, we think that God is out to do something to us, but he's not. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Sometimes we live in fear of a vengeful God. But that God that you have in your mind does not exist because that's not who he is. He's a God that wants to come near and remove our fear so we can experience his love. To lift us up, to encourage us, to support us, to make us who we really ought to be and not to pull us down and destroy us. So we don't need to be afraid of God because he is a God of love and he desires to come near to us. Number two, live in cheer. Live in the message of cheer, the joy that comes from you being connected to the true vine. Because it's that connection, connected to God, connected to the vine. Not just connect when we are in desperate need. Not just connect when we're going through issues. Not just connect when we're going through problems in life and we're desperate and then we come to him and say, God, can you help us? He's not saying connect when you are desperate, even though you can. He's saying make it a daily connection. Be constantly connected, not just when you have issues, but connect continually. Because if you want to flourish, if you want to grow, if you want to mature, then you should connect daily. See, the scripture writers tell us this, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. God's peace, God's favor desires to be put upon you. We sang that song this morning. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May he bless you. May he give you peace. Not just to you, but your next generation and the generation after that. Because that's who he is. He's a God of love and grace and favor. And he desires to pour that out over our life. Not just in moments of desperation, but in everyday moments in our life. And number three, God still offers the gift of joy. God keeps his promises and never stops giving us the gift of joy. For some of us, we've never truly felt true joy. We've had moments of happiness in our life, but we've never got to the stage where we've had true joy. We've never been in a state where we can continually say, in spite of all my problems, in spite of all my issues, in spite of all the things that I'm going through in my life right now, I still have joy because the joy that I have comes from my connection to Him. Some of us have never experienced that because we've never truly connected to the true vine. And see, the reality is this. You can never experience true joy unless you've made a decision to follow Christ, to be connected to who Jesus is. You might think in your life, well, I can figure things out, and maybe I can fill my life with things and people and activities, and that'll bring me joy, but you're mistaken, because many people before have tried that, and they've never achieved the true connection of joy. Many have tried, and many have failed. And the scriptures tell us, what Peter writes. And Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus. In fact, he was a close follower of Jesus. And he writes this to the people in the church, and he tells them this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Peter reminds us We don't have to see Jesus to experience joy. Because when you know who Jesus is and have a relationship with him, you will be filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. A joy that overflows into our life, that can touch others around us. And our lives will truly be transformed by the joy of Jesus. Because I remind you again, true joy is not a feeling it, can now, it comes from our connection to the vine. And the true vine is Jesus. And that's who we celebrate. And if you've never had a time to hear that before, I want to remind you that's who Jesus is. He is the light of the world, and he brings true joy. So wherever you are, I just want to pray with you. You can be seated. I want to pray for you this season. So lift your hands as we lift our hands. And I'm going to ask you two questions. 
Father, I pray for your blessing and your grace to just fall upon us this Christmas season. And not just this season, but that our joy may be filled so we can take it with us wherever we go, right through the year, right through every season of our life, to the ups and the downs, the heartaches and the pains, the sorrows and the issues of our life, we can still have your joy. So I pray this morning for every single person here that their joy may be complete. Complete in you, surrounded by you. As you said, Jesus, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Stay in me and I'll stay in you. You are the vine and we are the branches. We naturally produce fruits of a flourishing life when we're connected to you. So I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the joy that you bring, not just in our lives, but through the entire world. And for your grace and love that flows from who you are. I honor you and I thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to leave you two questions as they're bringing some stuff up. The reason we ask you questions is because you can take this away with you and you can try to put it into your life during the week. Question number one is, how do you share the joy Jesus brings this season? How can you share the joy? Especially if you're a Christ follower, if you decided to make Jesus your Lord, you have that joy in you. How do you share that joy? Maybe it's just sitting around a meal with your family and taking a few moments to pray or maybe it's just being thankful to God or expressing, you know, going around the table and say, what are you thankful for this year? And asking people what they're thankful for. And then you tell them what you're thankful for, your relationship with Jesus. Talking about who he is, especially because this is a season where we celebrate the birth of who Jesus is. You know, the world loves the little baby Jesus because he's so innocent and wonderful. But they shun away from the adult Jesus because the adult Jesus says some things they don't really like to hear. But the baby was born so he can become an adult and do the work of salvation for our lives. Sometimes we want to keep Jesus in an infant stage and we come back every Christmas and we remind ourselves a little about the little baby. But Jesus didn't remain a baby. He matured. And his desire for us is to mature as well. Question two. How do you live constantly connected to the vine? How can you make it a priority of your life to be constantly connected to the vine? What do you do? What can you do? What should you do? And how can you be connected to Jesus? Through every moment of your day, remind you what Jesus said. He is the vine and we are the branches. The branches cannot survive without the vine. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook 
really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.